This is Unaided, the brand building podcast brought to you by Leakside, a team snap company. Get ready to learn about brand marketing strategy from the experts. Here's your host, Evan Brandoff. Hello and welcome to Unaided, the brand building podcast. Today, we welcome Justin Bredden onto the show. Justin is the Director of Brand Experiences and Partnerships at Walmart, focusing on digital and virtual experiences that drive meaningful customer engagement. Let's get into it. Justin, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So first off, your backdrop is perfect. Are you a consistent podcaster? Because this, this is the perfect backdrop for it. No, I'm not a consistent podcaster. This is actually my second podcast. So I will take your feedback and your compliments. And then (laughs) if an opportunity to speak on another podcast presents itself, I'll make sure (laughs) that this is where I position myself. Amazing. Well, we're excited to have you have a lot to talk about. But first, I'd love to go back in time to high school, Justin. Sure. What was high school Justin like? Oh, man. Justin... High school Justin was very ambitious. I think it was the first time in my life where I started to sort of position myself as like a leader and somebody that wanted to spark change. And so I ran for class president. I participated in a few sports and through both my extracurricular activities and just desire to make change, like was able to sort of do some really fun and progressive things for my high school. It's funny, actually, I was talking to my dad earlier this week, and and he was telling me about how he was reflecting back on our local newspaper, The Morning Sentinel, writing an editorial piece about how I went to the local school board and petitioned as class president for our class to have open campus. And they wrote about how I was brave and and all these things that he was just really proud of. And so it was fun to hear him reflect back (laughs) on high school, Justin, literally this week. And so, yeah, I think it was like an interesting time in my life where like I started to be like, I want to be a leader and I want to spark change and I want to have a voice. And I did it. And it sort of, I think, started that trajectory of of how I've got to where I am today. That's amazing. And I guess you were well liked if you were able to push that through. And yeah, I don't know what I did, but it worked. And that's all that matters. (laughs) Which is so interesting that you already had those leadership qualities, even at a younger age in, in high school, because it's clear you're an incredible leader now. What sparked your interest to to go into the field of marketing? I think it's so funny, like, you know, I've spoken to colleagues and been fortunate to be a part of the ad fellows program at walmart and have shared sort of my, my professional journey with a wide range of people and i never actually like had a moment in time of my college career where i was like i want to get into marketing i'm a marketer i kind of fell into it and i'm so happy that i did and then i think like my background is, is so diverse and in, in that i started in publishing at a time when the publishing industry specifically in magazines was like really evolving and embracing newness and was there for, for several years before moving into tech during the sort of tech boom. And then I went into, and so like over the course of, you know, 10 years, I've, I've really been able to learn and grow within this, this sort of marketing profession. And it, again, I'm so happy that I am where I am today. In college, I actually studied communications, which I think plays a really nice role in, in marketing. Like I, I'm on a mm-hmm. partnerships role now. And, and I always tell people like, it's all about like internal partnerships and external partnerships and building relationships and maintaining those relationships. And so 
I think like my collegiate background helped me be successful in this marketing background, but I didn't, I didn't ever think like, I'm going to be a marketer. It worked out and, and I'm happy with the way it's all played out. And speaking to your role now in, in partnerships. So at Walmart, you're the director of brand experiences and strategic partnerships, which I'm sure means you wear a lot of different hats, <laughs> but summing it all down, what does that role entail at Walmart? Yeah, so I sit on the brand marketing team and the brand experiences and strategic partnerships team is a small but mighty team. And we're fortunate to be able to sort of like push the boundaries and test new things for the Walmart brand. So really our goal is about driving meaningful engagement, shifting brand perception and getting people to engage with Walmart outside of what those traditional four walls might be. So people often think of Walmart as a brick and mortar location. That's how we started. We've of course got a very robust website that allows customers to shop, you know, first party products, but also a whole marketplace of products that people can shop. And of course those are all delivered to your home in a quick fashion. But our team specifically, the team that I oversee focuses on digital and virtual experiences. So digital, has historically included interactive content. It's included AR activations. This year, we're really focused on shoppable live streams. So really with shoppable live streams, we're meeting customers where they are online and we're giving them a new way to Walmart, a new way to shop our brand. So we've got brand partners that are going live and they're saying, look at these great products. This is why I built these products. This is the inspiration behind this product. You should buy it now. And it's again, driving that engagement with customers in a new way that allows them to Walmart in a new way. Virtual experiences is really leaning into like this newness of the metaverse and showing up in a space that's still being defined and allowing us to, again, engage with customers in a new way. In this instance, it's a younger demographic. And so my team led the launch of Walmart Land on Roblox in September of last year. We're continuing to support that initiative and have some fun things coming out later this year. But it's really, again, about like driving that meaningful engagement and shifting perception of our branch so that people are like, whoa, this is Walmart. This is cool. And so I think like our role is so fun and, and I'm fortunate to be in the position that I'm in and, and be able to do the things that we're doing because I think like it is innovative and it gets people to think differently about our brand. And so proud of the work my team has done and, and excited for this year. Yeah. And congratulations on the launch into the metaverse. Thanks. It's so interesting to me and I'm still learning more the metaverse and what the applications can be for brands. I guess, first off, what, why enter the metaverse? What, what did you see as the opportunity for Walmart? Yeah, I mean, in full transparency, like when you're saying you're learning, I mean, so am I. And I think all of my peers in the space are also learning. Like it is truly a space that's being defined in real time. And I think brands like a Walmart that are showing up today and saying, hey, we're embracing this newness and we're here to learn are mm. brands that will be set up for success in the future. If brands are, if there are brand marketers that are listening to this today and they're like, we haven't done anything yet. Are we missing out? Like, no, like there's no, no need to rush, but I do think that there is value in testing and learning. And that's a huge way that I approach marketing and, and something that I think I've instilled in my team, which is like, what is our learning agenda with everything that we do? And what do we learn from that to inform what we do in the future? And so with the metaverse, it is a space specifically last year that was sort of like the darling of the news cycle. Like everybody was talking about the metaverse and newness in that space. And so as we, the end of 2021, started to think about like, well, what is our team's contribution to the brand marketing team? And, and how can we 
look for innovation and test into newness. And of course, the metaverse was that space. And we identified Roblox as the right platform for us. And so we brought in the right partners to continue to test, to continue to learn and built this immersive space that truly like positions Walmart as a just a different type of brand. It's it's not just a copy and paste of the physical into the virtual. It allowed us to sort of like push the boundaries of, of what our brand is and how people can engage with our brand and the products or the categories that we offer. And it was really fun. And so I think like it was anchored in like innovation and newness. And of course, like the desire to start to build a relationship with a younger demographic. But I mean, we, like I said at the beginning of this, like we are still learning. And it's, I think, an exciting time to be like active in that space. Yeah, it's so interesting. So how does it work exactly when you're in Roblox? Are you able to shop at Walmart for your avatar or are you able to buy things in, in the physical world? Yeah, and it's a great question. So as it stands today, the way in which consumers would come into Walmart land on Roblox is, is you know, through the traditional Roblox platform. And in Walmart land, we have virtual manifestations of physical goods. So you can come into Walmart land and play mini games, explore the vast world, earn tokens through those mini games, experiences, or just through exploring and use those tokens to buy these virtual goods for your avatar in Walmart land. So for example, you can buy a Crosley Cruiser record player and sort of hold it as an avatar as you walk around the world. You can buy an assortment of free assembly clothing. So free assembly is a private label brand that Walmart launched a couple of years ago. And so users of the Roblox platform are actively changing what their avatar wears almost on a daily basis. I think like the percentage is like 70% of Roblox users are changing what their avatar wears on a daily basis. And they consider their avatar truly as an extension of them. And so in Walmart land, we give customers or consumers of this Roblox experience the opportunity to engage with these physical goods in a virtual sense. As it stands today, you can't buy the physical goods, but you know those physical goods exist at Walmart. You can go to walmart.com, you can go to your local Walmart store. I think we're unique in the sense that we've got almost 4,500 stores nationwide. More than 90% of the country lives within 10 miles of a Walmart. So you really want that Crosley Cruiser record player, you can make your way to a Walmart and purchase it for your bedroom, your desk, or your podcast set. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I love your strategy of telling other brand marketers listening that they're not missing out on the metaverse. So Walmart land continue to be that, that main brand activation <laughs> in the metaverse. Very smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so much of what you are doing and your team is doing is trying new things and investing in new and innovative channels. When entering a new partnership, how are you thinking about what success looks like? Yeah. I mean, so going back to like that learning agenda. So, I mean, like when we start thinking about like new channels and, and sort of like how our brand should show up, like what is it that we hope to learn? And how do we use those learnings to inform what we do next, whether it be within that channel or within another channel? So let's just take like shoppable live streams, for example. We launched our first shoppable live stream on TikTok in December of 2020. We were the first brand to execute a shoppable live stream on TikTok. And there was so much to learn. And so we had a long list of things that we were hoping to learn in terms of like, well, should this be pre-recorded? Should we feature multiple people? Should we go live from Walmart's handle versus the creator's handle, knowing that TikTok is very much a creator-led platform? And that list goes on and on and on and on. Post going live, we looked at that list of learning agenda items and said like, yes, no, yes, no, and then used that to inform what we did for our next live stream, which came in March. We had a similar learning agenda. We used what we learned there. 
to apply what we did in May. And so basically we went from almost going live like every other month to last year going live 140 times just from my team alone over the course of one year. So we basically scaled from 19 to 140 in a year time frame. When you start to combine the efforts across the organization, inclusive of like the media team who's partnering with influencers and publishers to go live, you're looking at more than 350 live streams. And so this learning agenda is helping inform what we do and also what success looks like. So is this about just driving maximum viewership during a live stream, or is it about driving engaged viewership among an audience that's actually interested in learning about these products? Because that engaged audience is more likely to shop than just this mass audience of millions of people that are watching. Going even further than that, like, is it just about live viewership or is it a mix of live and post live? Are we using that content and maximizing the value of that content in a post live state to drive people to walmart.com. Like, how do we start to think about this learning agenda and these sort of KPIs or success metrics and how they go hand in hand to inform what will hopefully become, you know, an always on channel that is guided by best practices and truly has those success metrics lined up so that like we can say at the end of the year, like this is what we did, continuing to build upon last year from a success standpoint and continue to hopefully grow this channel internally at Walmart. And that's sort of how we think about new channels as well, which is what is that learning agenda? And then sort of like, what are those success metrics and how do they go hand in hand? Right. And something you're speaking to a lot is is this term, a learning agenda, which I think is, is I mean, it's somewhat obvious what it means, but it's a unique term that not, not all companies use. Can you speak to what is a learning agenda and how often are you setting new learning agendas? Is it, is it by initiative? Is it strategy for the year? What, what does that look like? Yeah, so it is, it's sort of for, at least for my team, like it is at an initiative level. So we talked about shoppable live streams. So when we think about our annual operating plan for this year, and as it relates to shoppable live streams, we will say like, these are things that we tested last year. And based on those tests or, or the learning agenda that we had last year, this is what we learned. And so this year, we want to go a little bit further with this particular learning agenda. And we want to see that, can we increase sales if we implement X across a set number of live streams throughout the year to see if it actually increases sales during a live stream? So mm -hmm. things like that that are quantifiable, that help us measure success against what we learned last year based on that learning agenda that we had. And the learning agenda how great would it be if this is like we're unlocking this for people and people start saying Justin Bratton's learning agenda. Yes. Um, but <laughs> I should say that I actually, I picked that up from Casey Schlebaugh, who is the VP of brand at Walmart. I sit under her team and, and it's something that she sort of instilled in me when I joined Walmart. And I think it's something that I will continue to use in my professional career at Walmart, but wherever the future takes me, because I, I just think it really sets you up for success. And it also, I think, like helps manage expectations of people you're working with internally, which it is, it acts as a, we are thinking about what's next. And we are thinking about how to improve what we're doing, because we're saying, these are the things we want to test and learn. And from there, use those learnings to inform a better approach, a better strategy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so a learning agenda might be one thing, might be two things, it might be three. In that example of our first live stream in December of 2020, our learning agenda was like 15 items long, but it of course became smaller and smaller as we got smarter and better as we did more and more. And so I just think like it's a way to, I think, set yourself up for success and would encourage marketers to start thinking about it as it relates to the initiatives that they're doing 
at their brands or companies. Yeah. Something you mentioned is looking at ultimately did this live stream, did this activation drive sales? And ultimately the desired outcome is is to increase sales. That said, is that priority number one when you're thinking about new partnerships and activation opportunities? Or because you're sitting on the brand team, right? Or right. is that is that a different marketing department's KPI that you're just trying to help generate more leads for? Yeah, that's such a great question. I mean, and you and you're right. So so I sit on the brand marketing team and and as I mentioned earlier, like we're very much focused on driving meaningful engagement, shifting brand perception. And that really is more of an upper funnel tactic. And that that's really where we play. I think my team specifically is in a unique position in that shoppable live streams are driving meaningful brand engagement. I mean, we are allowing people to watch a Drew Barrymore live stream live, ask Drew Barrymore questions, hear her answer those questions. Like it feels like a two-way experience that gives you access in a way that you might not get outside of that particular experience. So like we're definitely achieving that, but because the nature of shoppable live streams is to shop, we are driving revenue for the business. And so in this instance, we do see that as a success metric and it's something that we measure against. But as we're evaluating new partners, as we think about what is the future of Walmart in the metaverse, it is not about driving sales. It really is about driving meaningful engagement, shifting perception, and of course, implementing tools and tactics that allow us to measure that. So we can say post-launch, we drove a 14 percentage point increase in the likelihood of this demographic to shop at Walmart because they had a meaningful experience with our brand on a platform that they are active on regularly. And right. so it is not the, the end-all be-all. We're not forecasting for every partnership, but it's we are a company that needs to make money. And so yeah. we think about it and it, you know when we can achieve a goal of, of driving sales, then it, it's something we explore, but it's certainly not, not always at the top of the list. Right. How much does evolving market conditions, macroeconomic conditions impact what the brand marketing team's KPIs are when exploring different initiatives? Yeah, that's another really great question. I mean, you, obviously there's like so much happening now around the country in, in the past year. And of course, like what people are forecasting for the year to come. Like, And so I think with Walmart, and the brand marketing team specifically, like we want to continue to educate people on our promise of providing customers with everyday low prices. And I think like making sure that people realize that like everyday low price doesn't necessarily mean cheap. It just right. means that we are a brand and a retailer that can provide high quality products at a lower price based on the business model that we established 60 years ago. And so for us, it's continuing to educate consumers about the fact that like Walmart is your one-stop shop for everyday low price goods, whether it be at your local Walmart or on walmart.com. And so it's just sort of like reinstilling that promise to the consumer. And of course, as we think about Walmart as a brand and, and the things that we offer, you know, we've got Walmart Plus, which is a membership program, which allows customers to you know save time, save money, live better. And that is achieved through the benefits that come with that membership program. So you get free delivery, you get a benefit on gas for Walmart stores that have gas stations, and the list, of course, goes on and on. And so that was a program that launched you know, a couple of years ago and, and has seen great success. And I think like that is our way of reacting to give customers that are loyal to Walmart even more benefits. And so we are fortunate to have internal partners that are, are constantly monitoring what's happening 
in the market and, and are helping us ensure that like the marketing that we do is actually effective in again sort of like instilling who we are as a brand delivering on that brand promise and then of course where opportunities present themselves showcasing new offerings like walmart plus to help again customers save time save money and look better yeah so interesting how much of the brand marketing teams or your teams focuses around brand trust building trust amongst consumers that is a huge piece our puzzle and and sort of like what we're working towards like you know, I think, again, it goes back to like, you know, everyday low price doesn't translate to cheap. And so like, we have to continue to educate people that like, it's just our brand promise. It's what we can deliver. It's what we offer. And again, it stems from like, what Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart set out to do and achieve and offer to, to customers. And of course, we've maintained that as we've scaled drastically in the last 60 years. But yeah, I mean, I think like everything that we do is to, to hopefully drive brand trust and increase brand favorability, you know, and that is achieved through a wide range of initiatives. It's not just brand marketing. So brand trust can and brand favorability can be improved by a great in-store experience. Right. It can be improved by a quick online delivery of your order. It can be improved by the work that my team is doing with shoppable live streams or Walmart land on Roblox. And so I say it's a big piece of the puzzle because I think so many facets of the business play into it. But in order for us to be someone's preferred brand or preferred retailer in a time when it is so easy to go to target.com or go to amazon.com and price compare, like brand favorability and brand trust sometimes might help push someone in the direction of a particular brand. And of course, in our instance, we want them to, to choose us. So yeah, it's a huge piece of the puzzle. And it's something that I think we're, we're constantly monitoring and making changes to, to improve it. Right. And it sounds like that consistency, that consistency mm -hmm. of the message for the last 60 years is, exactly. is so pivotal to building that trust amongst consumers. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you could share, but any exciting initiatives, campaigns coming up that you could speak to? Yeah. I mean, without like losing my job, but <laughs> let's think about it. So we've got a really fun roster this year with Walmart Live. You know, So again, like we had a learning agenda last year. We are using that learning agenda to inform what we're doing this year. So we've identified an assortment of, of really great partners that like lean in and create content that's worth watching again. And so walmart.com backslash live will have you know a great roster of activations this year and, and i'm excited for our customers to be able to watch and shop those and then as it relates to walmart land you know when we first launched we had two of six aisles or spark arms because this virtual experience is sort of the manifestation of the walmart spark and of course the categories that exist within a walmart store and so in a couple weeks the full realization of Walmart land will come to fruition and sort of be a full brand world experience on the platform, new categorical mini games, experiences, virtual items that we're excited to bring to the Roblox community. And then we've got some fun stuff in our back pocket for later this year, as it relates to the metaverse and just sort of thinking about like new technology and using learnings that we've gotten to date to inform sort of like what we do in the future. And so I think Walmart will continue to be a brand that you should watch in this space. And I'm excited to see how people respond when they see what we've got planned. I'm excited too. I, yeah. <laughs> I know that the next time I'm with my nephew, I'm definitely going to be logging yeah. into his Roblox account to, yeah, to Walmart. 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, if you're anything like me, you can create your own account. <laughs> and, and you'd That's be a surprised. Good point. I should be creating my own account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's a space. Roblox in general, I think it's a space to watch as more brands embrace it. I think I often talk about like the metaverse and, and platforms like a Roblox and even like a Fortnite and a Rec Room or a Minecraft, like with brands showing up there, like it's almost like the evolution of social media in the sense that it is truly a platform where there are millions of people that are actively engaged and they're there to experience these brand experiences, but they're also there to build community. They're there to chat with each other. And so as we think about the evolution of the space, I, I think you'll see more brands there. And I think it's just, it's an interesting space to watch. Yeah. Well, the last part of the show is something we call the lightning round. Okay. I've got Four questions for you and, and two minutes to answer all, all four questions. So just the first thing okay. that comes to mind. Okay. First question. What is your favorite youth sports memory? Playing basketball at Bassboro Community School. This was a great, great experience. And I always have positive memories when I reflect back on it. And yeah, we're going to have to play some pickup basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's a brand whose marketing you admire most? I'm always inspired by what Nike's doing. I think they do a really good job of delivering on their brand promise. And I think that they do a really good job of visually bringing Just Do It to life. And so I'm always watching what they do. And of course, they've entered the metaverse. And so they're one to, to continue to watch as well. Yeah. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh my God, I wanted to be famous, which I think <laughs> I think that ship has sailed, but here today, which is really fun. And I think I'm famous in my own way. I think I, through my professional endeavors, have been successful and hopefully can continue to share what I've learned with people. And so that's what I wanted to be. <laughs> Justin Brennan's learning agenda. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then finally, what's a cause that you're passionate about? Oh, that's a really great one. So one that I kind of recently learned about through my work at Walmart is, is the Ad Fellows Program, which is a rotational program for young students to, to participate in. And it's basically a rotation program where they go from brands to agencies and just sort of learn about different disciplines within mm -hmm. marketing. And so that's one that I think I've recently been exposed to, and I'm fortunate to have been a mentor as a part of that. And so that's one that comes top of mind. And Walmart is one of the brands that is fortunate to participate in it. Amazing. Justin, this was insightful, interesting. It was so great having you on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had a great time chatting with you and I look forward to seeing you in New York when you make your way up here. Thank you. I'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good. Take care. See you later. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Unaided, the brand building podcast with Justin Brennan. As a recap, we discussed the metaverse and live streaming activations how to constantly learn and evolve your marketing strategy, and how to measure success with digital and virtual experiences. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Evan Brandoff. See you next time. Play on, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and leave a rating at leagueside.com slash podcast. For more educational and inspiring content, you can follow Leagueside on LinkedIn and Instagram at leagueside underscore. See you next time.